Um, I want to thank you all for coming out to hear the word of God this morning. I know that there are a lot of things that you can be doing this morning, but instead you came out and you chose to hear the word of God. You know, I often say how important it is. I often say how important it is to read the word. And the reason why it's so important, the reason why it's so important that we read the word is because the word brings us closer to God. All right. And the Lord wants us to grow closer to him. All right. The Lord wants us to have that relationship with him. The Lord knows everything about us. All right. The Lord knows every single thing about us. He knows how many hairs we have on our head. He knows how many blood cells are in our body. He knows how many pores are on our skin. The Lord knows everything about us, but he wants us to get to know him. Okay. And the way how we do that is by reading the word of God. The way how we do that is by reading the word of God. Not only that, but when we read the word of God, We grow in our Christian faith. We grow in the faith. Okay. You know, I say that it's important that we read the word of God and that we read the Bible. But not only should we read the Bible, but we should study the Bible. All right. Because without studying the Bible, if we don't study the word, then it's pointless. OK. I know a couple people who know the Bible like the back of their hand. I do. I mean, from Genesis 1, 1. All the way to the book of Revelations chapter 22. All right. They know the Bible like the back of their hand. They know. Every single verse word for word. They do. They can tell you what book is from. Um, what chapter, what verse. All right. I know people like this. I do. I could say, hey, you know, what does such and such chapter, such and such verse, such and such say again? And they'll tell me. All right. And that's cool. That's awesome. But you know what? If you don't study what you are reading. Then it doesn't matter 
how many Bible verses you memorize, how many Bible verses um, you, you learn, okay? You will not honestly be able to say that you know those Bible verses. You will not honestly be able to say that you know the word of God. All right. Because you see reading. That's the easy part. All right. The most important part. Is comprehension. All right. Take me for example. I can read the most. Thickest. Longest. Most. Complex. Book in the world in a whole nother language okay I probably can alright I probably can from front to back I could probably read the most thickest most complex book there is in the world in a different language but if I don't understand what I'm reading then I could read the entire book 10 times in a row and it won't make any difference because I didn't learn anything. I didn't take in anything. And I don't know what I just read. Okay? So we have to study the word of God. Okay? That's how we learn more about him. We study him. We dwell on his word. In the book of Romans can remember um, the exact verse off the top of my head. When the book of Romans it said that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we read our, our Bible, when we study our Bible, we grow in our faith. But that's not what I want to talk to you today about. You know... I often tell you before I start each episode what the topic is going to be about or what the subject is going to be about. But I'm going to give you a few hints today on what the subject will be about. All right. Now I'm going to ask you a few questions. Okay, if you know the answer, don't say it out loud. Don't raise your hand. All right. Keep the answer to yourself. Okay. How many of you have at least heard 
about the war between Russia and the Ukraine that has been going on lately? How many of you have at least heard about it? Okay. Now, how many of you heard about the ongoing situation between China and Taiwan and America? All right. Again, don't say it out loud. Just keep the answer to yourself. How many of you all have heard of this thing called critical race theory that these bad people are trying to push in our schools? All right. Now, I'm willing to guess that about, eh, this is just a random number, about 85% of you said yes to all of those questions. All of you know about um, or heard about um, those subjects that I just asked you. In one way or another, you heard about it at least once. I'm willing to... I'm willing to guess that. Okay? Now I have one more question. Okay? And I don't want you to look the answer up on your phone when or or ask the next person next to you, you know, the answer. But I'm going to ask you one more question. How many of you, and these are directed, these questions are directed um, mostly towards um, my Christian listeners. How many of you are aware of what day tomorrow is? How many of you are aware of what day tomorrow is? What is May 5th? All right. And no, I'm not talking about Cinco de Mayo. I'm not talking about that. All right. I'm talking about something else. How many of you know what May 5th is? May 5th, for those who do not know, is the National Day of Prayer. Okay. Now, I am willing to guess, again, this is just a number that I'm throwing out there, I can be wrong, that about 85% of you all who are listening did not know or did not notice that tomorrow was National Day of Prayer. And you know, I find that kind of ironic. I find that kind of ironic that we as Christians as a whole, okay, we know about all these ongoing problems in the world, okay? 
and that's all right. A person should not be naive, all right? Um, a person should know, um, to a certain extent, what's going on in the world. They should have some kind of idea of what's going on in the world. I do believe that. All right. However, it's ironic that so many Christians knows what's going on in the world. And yet all they do is complain and complain and complain about it and talk about it and say how it's horrible, saying, you know, oh, these people are horrible for doing this. Oh, you know, these people are horrible for doing that. You know, oh, these people are going to have to answer to God. You know, oh, I can't believe that these people are doing that. You know, this, this, that, and the other. And yet the one day that we as Christians have to take these issues to God, the one day that we as Christians have to take these issues to God, the National Day of Prayer, so many Christians tend to forget about that day or don't realize the importance of that day. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what a person is thinking, you know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian, you know, but I, I think, you know, rather than just pray about it, I'll just complain about it, you know. I mean, hey, you know, complaining—that's really gonna get stuff done, you know. That's that's what's gonna get stuff done. Praying isn't gonna get stuff done. Complaining is gonna get stuff done, you know. As a Christian, I know that complaining is gonna get stuff done, not prayer. So you see the irony. Of the situation. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. Alright. Why is. National Day of Prayer. So important. Why is the National Day of Prayer. So important. Alright. Now I want to say this off the record, on the record, whatever, all right? National Day of Prayer should not just be an American holiday, all right? It is known as an American um, holiday, all right? Not an official holiday, all right? It's not a day that we get off of school, all right? But... It is a day that is really recognized only in America. I want to say right now that National Day of Prayer should not only be recognized in America. Okay? National, pray, National Day of Prayer is a day that we give reverence to Christ Jesus, that we cry out to Christ Jesus. All the problems in the world, all the issues in the world, all right, National Day of Prayer, that is when we have that time as Christians to cry out 
to God. Psalm chapter 34, verse 17 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Okay. See, it's one thing for when an unbeliever cries on the Lord, the Lord is going to hear anybody who cries for him. All right. Who cries to him. All right. That's a given. But when the righteous, those who believe in prayer, those who believe in God, when they cry for the Lord's help, the Lord will hear them and deliver them out of all their troubles. So imagine when we all come together. And we start crying to God. Glorifying him, praising him. Now, some can make the argument, you know, um, of First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 17, you know, oh, well, we should pray without ceasing, you know, and that's true. Understandably so. All right. We should pray without ceasing. That means that we should develop a prayer life. We should make it a habit of praying. All right. Not just once a year. And that's true. So what makes National Day of Prayer so important? All right. Well, as I said, we should pray without ceasing. We should develop a prayer life. We should um, make it a habit of praying on a daily basis, on a consistent basis. Okay. That's what praying without ceasing means. All right. You don't just, you know, pray um, for a certain amount of time and then you stop, you know, and then, you know, when something bad starts happening, you start praying again and then you stop. All right. You should pray without ceasing. We should praise God. We should pray um, and make that a part of our life. Okay. And that's true. We shouldn't just do that on one day. But I'm going to explain why. All right. We have the National Day of Prayer. Okay. You look at um other holidays such as um let's say Easter, Christmas. Okay, those are um, traditionally Christian days. Okay, um, those are traditionally days that Christians give reverence to the Lord on. Okay, but do we, or I should say, should we only celebrate Christ's birth? In the month of December? No. No. Should we only celebrate Christ's death and resurrection and ascension into heaven in the month of April? Definitely not. Okay. That's how we receive salvation. 
is we believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins and he resurrected on the third day and he ascended into heaven. All right. That's how we receive salvation. Okay. So, no, we should not just observe that on one specific day. The reason why we have that one specific day, Christmas, the reason why that's so important is because that's when all Christians as a whole come together and give reverence to God on one specific thing. And that is the birth of the Messiah. All right. That. People have waited for so long. And finally, Christ Jesus was born. He has come into the world to save the world. Okay. And Christians as a whole come together on that day and give reverence to God. Same thing with Easter. Okay. Naturally, we should um, recognize Christ. Um, death and resurrection and ascension, all right, in his ministry, all right, we should recognize that all throughout the year. But what makes Easter so important is that we all come together and give reverence to God on that one specific thing, on how Christ Jesus died for our sins, giving us that opportunity to be with him in his kingdom, all right? Same scenario <clears throat> with the National Day of Prayer. Okay. Now, my prayer life can be totally different than the next Christian's prayer life. Okay. We each live two totally different lives. So we each have our own set of issues, our own set of um, things going on in our life. Okay. And we each have our own specific things that we hold important to us that we want to pray over. All right. The things that I may pray over or the things that I may want to pray over that I may consider to be important may not be as high on the next Christian's prayer list, okay? We have two totally different lives. Therefore, we have two totally different prayer lives, okay? So you take someone like me, okay? I pray to the Lord, and when I pray to the Lord, I have seen this on countless occasions. I have seen the power of prayer. I have seen what prayer can do. All right. The wonders that prayer does. All right. Prayer literally does wonders. OK. I have witnessed that countless times. OK. From from just me alone praying. All right. And. And other than me having Christ Jesus, there's nothing special about me, you know, 
other than me having Christ Jesus, there's nothing that I have that the next person doesn't have. All right. And yet when I pray, I have seen the power of prayer. It's incredible. Just as I'm sure um, happens with the next Christian when he prays, okay? For whatever it is he prays for. Now, prayer from one person, all right? All it takes is prayer from one person. And it can change the world, okay? Now, now, imagine you tell Christians a specific date when we're going to pray. I mean, just pray. Just give it all to God, all right? Give it all to Christ Jesus. On this specific day, you make that announcement to Christians all over the country, all over the world, all right? Now, when that day comes and you have all these Christians praying together, can you imagine the power that will happen on that one specific day? Take a look at Joshua in the Battle of Jericho. All right. Now, picture this. If one person, if one person was to stand outside the wall of Jericho, just one Hebrew was to stand outside the wall of Jericho, you know, take his horn, take his trumpet. And just blow as hard as he could. Nothing would happen. Nothing would happen. Okay. People would see him. People would laugh at him. But see, this was the plan. Okay. God told Joshua. Joshua, have your people march around Jericho seven times. Okay. Now, after the seventh time, all of you, blast your trumpets, blast your horns at the same time in unison. And the walls of Jericho will fall. Okay. Now, imagine on the first day, they walked around Jericho. Imagine if just a few of them were to blow their horns on the first day. Walked around the second day, few of them blew their horns on the second day. Third day, few of them blew their horns on the third day. And the fourth day, and the fifth day, and the sixth day, and the seventh day. All right. But they were all out of unison. Now, they all blowed their trumpets, yes, but they all blew it out of unison. They didn't blow it at the same time. Nothing would happen. Right? But you see, they had a plan that on the seventh day, um, when they were done marching around the um, city on the seventh day, 
they would all blow their trumpets and all blow their horns at the same time. And the walls would come tumbling down. All right. Now you see one prayer is so powerful. One prayer alone is so powerful. Okay. But millions of prayers. When millions of people come together and start praying. On one specific issue. Or whatever issue it may be. At one specific time, can you imagine the power of those prayers? Now, it doesn't have to be on one specific issue, all right? It doesn't matter um, if, it's a, if it's a big issue going on in the world or if it's just something simple, all right? It doesn't um, matter if it's about the war in, in the Ukraine. Now... I want to make this clear. There are other conflicts going on in the world than just the war in the Ukraine and just the, um, you know, ongoing issue between um, China, Taiwan and America. There are other issues going on in the world or other conflicts going on in the world. OK. That's just the ones we hear about. All right. But it doesn't matter. If you talk about something big like a war going on, if you pray for something big like a war going on, or if you pray for something simple like a personal issue, like maybe you have some kind of sickness that you want the Lord to heal you of. Maybe you have some kind of turmoil going on in your life that you want the Lord to deal with. Or maybe you have been praying for somebody specifically that this person would get saved. And maybe this person that you have been praying for has been very stubborn, very hard-headed. All right? But because all of these people come together and they start praying all right. And you start praying for this one person. You never know. That could be the day when that person decides, you know what? I'm going to get saved. Today is going to be that day when I receive salvation. See, unity in prayer is so strong. Unity in prayer is so strong. That is why, you know, you'll see when, let's say, five people are praying together, you'll see them holding hands. All right. Do you have to hold hands when you pray? No. But when you hold hands, you see that unity in prayer 
and the Holy Spirit just starts flowing through all those five people. And that prayer just becomes even more powerful. All right. And I hope that you understand what I'm saying. I really do. All right. It's not that complex. It's really not. James chapter five, verses 16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Imagine the prayer of 10 righteous people. I mean, imagine the power of prayer of 10 righteous people. Imagine the power in prayer of 100 righteous people, of a million righteous people. Imagine the healing that can get done. And yet, Saddens me a little bit to know that so many Christians either forget about the National Day of Prayer or they don't see the importance of um, the National Day of Prayer or it's just not high on their radar. And that saddens me because, you know, no, there's no famous or well-known traditions during the National Day of Prayer. We don't receive presents on the National Day of Prayer. There's no big dinner on the National Day of Prayer. It's not a day when everybody goes outside and plays games, all right, doesn't have a special sermon, you know, it's not a day when a preacher has a, a special sermon planned, all right, it's just a, it's just a day with a name that's self-explanatory, It's a day when the entire nation is to get together and pray. And yet so many people don't see it as a priority. I bet if there were to be some sort of big tradition around it, some fun tradition around it, I'm sure a lot of people would would recognize it. Maybe try moving the National Day of Prayer um, 
to to football season, you know, maybe put it on a on a game day, you know, where every national day of prayer, you know, this team plays that team. I'm sure people will recognize National Day of Prayer then. Now, again, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not putting this on everybody. Okay. I'm not saying that, you know, there's only like five or ten people that acknowledge national on this this day. Okay. There are a lot of people out there that do acknowledge this day. But what I am saying is that a lot of people, there are a lot of people that that tend to overlook this day or they tend to um, forget this day or they seem to see, they, they seem to not see the importance of this day. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, prayer does change things. Okay? When one person prays, great wonders can come from that prayer. Awesome things can come from that prayer. When millions of people pray at the same time, I can't even fathom the amount of power that can come from that. All right? And you don't have to pray about one specific thing. All right? It's not called the National Day of Prayer when we pray for such and such. The National Day of Prayer when we pray for this. The National Day of Prayer when we pray for that. All right. This is the day when you talk to God. It's the day when you simply pray to God. And as I said before, you know, prayer, that's how you grow in your relationship with God. That's how you grow in your relationship with God. All right. National Day of Prayer, that's when you talk to God and give all of your problems and all of your issues to Him. Have a friendly conversation with God. Talk to Him about whatever. Pray about whatever. Glorify His name. Praise His name. Thank Him. If you need help, ask Him for help. If you want to pray for other people, pray for other people. Don't just complain about things. Don't just complain about certain issues. All right. No, this is the day that we have 
to change those issues is when we pray because you know what? Believe it or not, prayer does change things. All right. And one thing that I cannot stand and one thing that really irks me. All right. One thing that I detest is when I hear somebody um, that calls themselves a Christian, particularly some pastors. All right. Who um, they pray and they um, preach prayer. Okay. But then, you know, problems start coming. And then we tell them that they need to pray. And they said, well, yes, you know, it's good to have prayer, but. Or, yes, you know, we need to pray, you know, but we also need to do. Oh, and then there's this crazy saying, you know, God helps those who helps themselves. Or, yes, it's good that we pray, but we can't just sit around, you know, and do nothing. We have to take action also. And I can't stand it when people do that. I can't stand it when people say that they believe in prayer. All right. And then when it comes down to prayer, when 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 prayer is needed the most. All of a sudden. They don't see the importance of it anymore. Prayer does change things. Calling on God to make a change. That does change things. You know, you might say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just a, a small person, you know. What, what change can I possibly do? You know, what effect can I possibly have? You know, how can I possibly change the world? I'm just a small person, you know. Nobody knows, you know, John Smith or Jane Smith. You know, who am I? You can be the person that prays and you can be the person that changes the world through prayer. Prayer does change things and it can change this world. You don't know throughout all the historical days and events that happened. Maybe they happened because there was little Susie praying that that moment would happen. Well, there was little Johnny that was praying that that moment would happen. And God heard their prayers. All of these, all of these events that you read in history books, maybe they happen because of prayer. But you're never going to hear about the person who prayed for those events to happen. Because who were they? They were just somebody who prayed. All they did was pray. So remember that tomorrow, May 5th, May 5th is the National Day of Prayer, okay? Probably one of the most important days of the year. May 5th, National Day of Prayer. 
okay? When all Christians come together in unison and pray. And when we pray, we will tear down that wickedness. We will make changes, all right? We will bring down the walls of Jericho through prayer in Christ Jesus. All right? I'm going to close right there. And I'm going to close with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, O Lord God, for this day, another day that you have blessed us with, Holy Spirit. Lord God, I thank you for the reading of your word, O Lord God. I pray that you just continue to give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in the reading of your word, O Lord. And that you just help us apply it to our everyday lives. Lord Jesus, just help us to see the importance of prayer, Lord God. Help us to see the importance of praising you and glorifying you. Because, Lord Jesus, you are worthy to be praised. And you alone are worthy to be praised. In your name, Lord Jesus. Lord God, I pray, oh Lord, that you just continue... To give us that want to and that passion and that desire and that will to continue to study your word, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your many blessings, Heavenly Father. In your name I pray. Amen. And amen. Now before I go, I'm going to leave you with this verse and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart that is taken from the book of Galatians chapter 6 verses 9 thank you all